This is The Roadshow, and I'm your host, David Warren. One of the topics that you'll hear a lot when listening to this network, especially during our Radio Bible School, is the topic of hearing from God, or how to hear from God. On today's program, we're going to turn that around and talk about God hearing from us. Joining us from the East Coast is Pastor Joanne Ramsey, a popular speaker and radio host, who's here to talk about her book, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. At this time, let's welcome Pastor Joanne Ramsey. So good to have you with us today, Pastor Joe. Well, it's so awesome to be with you too, Brother Warren. It's uh, such an honor and a privilege to be able to speak. I love talking about the Lord's work, so this is just really nice. Amen. Well, you're speaking to us today from your new home, or newer home, of Virginia Beach, Virginia, but you are a transplant from North Carolina, and I think we'll hear that accent during today's program. Tell us about where you're from. Well, actually, I'm originally from uh, North Carolina. Uh, However, uh, my husband that's deceased was in the military, so we traveled uh, quite a bit, and um we were sent after he retired as a military officer in the Air Force. Um, he applied for a job as a county manager and uh, received one in Brookville, Virginia, and then a year later uh, went to North Carolina because that's just where I wanted to go. And so we were transferred to Duplin County in North Carolina, and he became the county manager there. Um, and he passed away in uh, 2002. Well, in doing research about you, Pastor Joe. I see that you're coming up on almost 30 years from accepting Christ in your heart. So about 30 years ago was when you became saved. Tell us about that day. Oh, the day that I accepted Christ? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that was kind of interesting, uh, um, Brother Warren, because, you know, I was 49 at that time. I had uh, was really living in the world big time and owned a couple of businesses, and my husband at that time was, uh, during the Persian War, was over in uh, Saragossa, Spain. But I had a business, and I had an employee that would continue to invite me to church, and and I wouldn't go. And finally she told me that, uh, she had said later that, and the Lord spoke to her, she would not ask me again. But about a year later, she asked me again, and I went, and uh, that Sunday morning, uh, during the praise and worship, I just felt something on me. It's, it was just like... I can't explain it because I I was not familiar with what was going on, but I just know that something happened and I changed. And then they stopped in the middle of praise and worship and had altar call, which they said they'd not done before. And um, I knew before I went down that they were playing that song, um, Because He Lives. And uh, I knew before I went down I had already accepted Christ, but I went down um, for some reason, I knew I had to go down and confess it with my mouth. So I went down, and from that day forward, my life uh, was really actually turned upside down. Um, even though I didn't understand a lot, I knew that I was different, and I began to immediately um, get rid of a lot of um, personal possessions, you know, like Rolex watches and pearls and all this kind of stuff and fur coats. And uh, I, I sold my businesses right away, and um, I, he had not called me into the ministry at that time. But I do remember about two weeks after I became a Christian, I was at a meeting, a media meeting, because I was attending a lot of meetings. It was connected to pretty much everything. 
And uh, and someone said, well, uh, Joe, now that you've um, sold your businesses, and uh, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to preach. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and and that just came, kind of came out of my mouth. I, I just don't even know where it came from. But I do know now that the Lord spoke it. And actually, it was uh, about a year or two later, a couple of years, because the first year the enemy attacked me so much, Brother Warren, that... I was on medication, uh, was seeing a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or whatever which one you call them, and mm-hmm. um, I was having to drive quite a ways after we moved to uh, Brookville, Virginia, as the city manager there, that to get to these appointments, and the medication really um, was making me like a, a, a zombie. Before that, I mean, I was really in the business. I mean, I, there was nothing seemed to be wrong with me, but I believe it started a little before I accepted Christ. And so that first year was really tough because I was a new Christian, and even though I'd been to church off and on all my life, I really never really paid attention. And so I didn't know very much. I just knew that everything had changed. I just knew I was not the same person that I was. And uh, so, but anyway, I just began to um, go to this little church in Burkeville, Virginia, and because I got saved in a really large church. And they began to love on me, and I loved on them, and, and I learned so much. As a matter of fact, I preached my first sermon in that church right before we left. And um, I eventually, you know, the Lord showed me how, and I got off all the medication, and we moved to North Carolina. And, and then it was when the Lord began to speak to me as to what He wanted me to do. Well, in 1994, just a year after accepting Christ, you received a visit from the Lord. What did He say at that time? Uh, well, the Lord uh, visited me and uh, given me instructions. Uh, well, he visited me, um, I, I think, he, well, before this ministry or the other ministry? Well, whatever happened in 1994, we're going to roll the clock all the way okay. back. Okay, well, in that ministry, the Lord called me into the ministry, and at the time, I really wasn't quite sure. Um I, I really felt in my spirit that it was either in a nursing home or the jail or... Uh, on, in the hospital, and so I stepped out. I put it off for a while, and I told the Lord when they have to leave in a meeting. I said, "Lord," he, he mentioned, brought it to me again. I said, "Lord, come tomorrow," because uh, He'd already let me know then. By then, it was the jail. I said, "I'm going to go up and I'm going to talk." And at that time, my husband was the county manager of, of the county, but I didn't go to him. I went to the sheriff's department and uh, I asked him what I needed to do, and he sent me over to the jail, and. Um, so that she said that she was very glad to have me. Um, they would love to have me. And uh, so she started letting me come in on Wednesdays and um, Fridays and eventually for a month or two with the women and then about two months later with the men in the 40-man cell and then the other men in the other cells. And then a year later, the Lord set it up for me to go down to the prison, which was a couple of miles down the road, and talk to them about uh, volunteering there, which I did. And I think what they did, they tricked me because <laughs> they, uh, uh, I guess they knew who I was and they, they wanted me to, um, I asked them about me being able to come and minister to the inmates mm-hmm. and, and the chaplain, they brought him up and he said, um, it, we, we need, you know, they have the, what they call the community resource council. And uh, he said, if you join us, he said, you will be able to speak more. And so naturally, uh-huh. I wanted to be able to speak more. So I joined, and within uh, a month, I was the president of the Community Resource Council. And uh, so just kind of 
went from there. Um, uh, eventually, you know, um, which uh, you can stop me when you get ready for me to stop talking. Well, <laughs> I wanted to mention but, because Pastor Joanne, what really caught my eye in reading about you is the fact that after ministering in jails and then volunteering at a prison, then you became the chaplain at a place called Duplin Correctional Center in North Carolina. And what really uh, caught my eye was the fact that this is a prison for men and you were a female chaplain. So how was that dynamic? Well, uh, one thing, we did have a chaplain there. His name was Chaplain Gareth, um, and good chaplain, but then he retired, and we had not had a chaplain for about five years. But about a year or so before I became the chaplain, the Lord put it in my spirit um, to become the chaplain. And, and of course, uh, I thought, well, I can't do that. I don't have all of those uh, initials beside my name. I don't have the training, you know, for this. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of ignored it, and every few months the Lord would bring it back to me. And we were in the process, uh, which I didn't talk about that, but I was, we were in the process of building a church at the prison that the Lord had told me to do, which was kind of really awesome the way we put that together. But I was in the uh, superintendent's office one day, and uh, as far as the chaplaincy goes, and I was in his office talking about the church that we were building in the prison and all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, ask him. And I thought, ask him what? And so, so I asked him. So I asked the, uh, Mr. Outlaw, I said, um, if uh, at that time they called me Reverend Barnhart, because I was Barnhart. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, uh, what would somebody have to do if they wanted me to become the chaplain? And uh, he said, well, Reverend Barnhart, are you offering to be our chaplain? And I said, well, yeah, I guess I am. And so he called the um, program's director, Mr. McCullen, up, and he said, uh, Reverend Bernhardt here is interested in becoming our chaplain. And so they were excited about it, and they got right on it and sent the papers up to Raleigh and the devil. He beat on me, beat on me, Brother Warren, uh, all that time telling me I wasn't educated enough. I didn't have this and I didn't have that. But I told my sister, I said, you know, I believe the Lord is calling me to do this. And I believe if it's him, I don't know how, but it will happen. And I guess it was about a month later I got a phone call telling me I'd been selected as the chaplain. Mm. And I bet you became the spiritual mother to many of the inmates there, the men. I I did. I continued to minister to them. Um, I uh, counseled with them uh, and later on counseled with the staff there as well. And so I did that. I was only there for like uh, the chaplain for about three years before the Lord put my husband that now David and I together. We, I was a widow for seven years, and then David and I, we've been married for 13. One more thing that I want to add about the time that you served as a chaplain is that there was a praise team staffed by inmates from the prison called the Duplin Praise Team, and uh, they were allowed to travel to churches outside of the prison. I thought that was really neat. I think God is awesome, Brother Warren. Uh, I think that there's not, I know, I don't have to think, I know there's nothing he can't put together or do. And um, he had impressed upon me at the board meeting, they had already tried to have a church out there, but one of the people on the board had, they had been raising some money, but someone took off with what money they had, the chaplain told me. And so the Lord put it in my spirit to build a, to get a church out there. 
And I said, Lord, I don't know how we're going to do that. And so the Lord put it in my spirit that we were going to do that by taking the inmates out. And we're going to have a praise team, and they were going to sing, and we're going to take up collections, Mm -hmm. and that's how we're going to do it. And and I said, Lord God, they're not going to let me take these inmates out of this prison. Uh, (laughs) And so but I went and spoke to, I prayed about it, went and spoke to the superintendent about it, and apparently the Lord had spoken to them, and they said, if if I could get someone to train them, which I already had because they were coming out on Sunday night to sing with them when I was ministering, to train them, uh, we could go and within a 50-mile radius, and, of course, they would take um, some guards and stuff. And so it was really awesome. Uh, we began to do this. Uh, we had somebody train them. We got um, T-shirts. I even got newspaper clippings of that with uh, a Duplin Praise team. Um on it, and we got several invitations every month, and we would go, and they would sing, and uh, the people would feed the inmates, and it was so encouraging for them to get all this good home-cooked food, and uh, and we eventually got the church built, and we liked $25,000, and one of the local people, couples there that found out about it uh, donated to 25000 and so we completed it. It took us seven years. And uh, we completed uh, the church. And uh, I just thought it was awesome because when the Lord told us that we were going to take the inmates out, I mean, I really laughed. I said I could really, I I could connect with um, Abraham when God told him he was going to be the father of many nations Uh when he was in his 90s. (laughs) Well, I think they could make a movie about that experience of having the Duplin praise team on the road. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we did. We did good. And of course, we have transfers because, you know, some of them be going home and so we get new ones. But it was just really awesome. And what I thought was awesome was they did a, an audit a um, couple of months after we had finished it. And uh, they had come to me and they were in my office talking to me and we were talking about the work and then we were talking about the church. And, and I knew that uh, we had permission to do it. But apparently, uh, Rowling, some of the other people didn't know, and uh, all these years, the Lord kept it hid, brother, (laughs) he kept it hid uh, from them. And so when I mentioned it, and they said, you're doing what? (laughs) 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 And I said, oh, I said, I, 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 you know, I just, so I explained this is how we got to church and that we were still taking the men out. And they still allowed us to do that, uh, but there was so much red tape after they found out that it was hard to go. And I just figured that, well, seven years we have the church, and I just felt like that was God's number for completion. And so we just didn't fret about it. We just let it go and enjoyed the church that he gave us. Amen. Again, I think that would make a great movie, Pastor Joe. (laughs) Okay. Well, for people tuned in to today's program, if you're in the Virginia area, you have already figured out who today's guest is because you hear her right here on WYCS 91.5 FM each weekday at 11.15 a.m. I'm David Warren speaking with Pastor Joanne Ramsey, and she has a ministry called Speak the Word Ministries, and she is on not only our station, but over 140 radio stations across America and around the world. Uh, Pastor Joe often hears from her radio listeners, and many of them request prayer. When we come back, I want to ask Pastor Joe how she responds 
to these requests. Back after this. Program Pastor Joanne Ramsey is with us, and we're going to be talking soon about her book, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. And I think everybody can relate to that title. But um, I want to correct myself because the statistic I read about today's guest being on over 140 radio stations has increased since the piece of paper that I read. And Pastor Joe, you're on over 260 radio stations now. Yeah, 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 that's correct, worldwide. Why did you start a media ministry specifically in radio? Well, the Lord spoke this to me, uh, Brother Warren, back in 2005. I have books where he would tell me things. I would write them down and date them. And the Lord spoke to me about the title to my first book, which was The Weapons of a Warrior. And uh, I wrote that down, and I didn't really know much about writing. And then he spoke to me about having uh, tapes and stuff, because then they were cassette tapes, uh, tapes and stuff. And I did not see in, in the natural how any of this that he was telling me was possible. But I wrote it down, and I started, you know, he'd give me scriptures, and I'd write it down, and I would start confessing it. And so... That well, the Lord had impressed upon me that I would be on the radio and I would do this. And I'm thinking at the time I was a weather living on a fixed income at the time. And of course, I've never seen myself that way because I don't think that way. But anyway, um, I thought, well, Lord, I, I don't have the money to be on the radio, but I wrote it down anyway and I began to speak it. And then when I moved to Virginia Beach in 2009, uh, 2010, uh, the Lord began to speak to me about this ministry. As a matter of fact, uh, he came upon me, uh, one morning, a few months after I was married, and the Lord spoke to me, and, uh, he told me that he, you know, about the speaking the word in the ministry, and he told me that his people were perishing for lack of knowledge, and he said that we were in a spiritual battle, but the battle was going to continue to get worse. And uh, he said, but his people uh, were going to lose their battles because they did not know how to fight the battles. And uh, because most people think they can fight them with natural things, but it's uh, really the only way you can fight a spiritual battle is with the Word of God. And mm-hmm. he said, they don't know my Word. They don't know how to fight their battles. And, and what he meant by battles was they were going to lose their battles in their finances and in their health and their families and stuff like that because they did not know how to fight and he impressed upon me that he wanted me to teach the Word and teach it, he said, in a plain and simple way so that anyone, regardless of age or race, could understand it. And I really believe, uh, Brother Warren, that I do that. I teach. Um, I'm a very plain, simple person. Um, I don't really get out very much. If the others didn't do it, help me with that. I probably, nobody would know about me anyway. But it's all about loving the Lord. It's all about being obedient to Him and um and start doing it. And then in 2000, and I asked the Lord, you know, it's kind of like, you know, um, Elijah, when he asked the widow woman, you know, uh, when he came upon her, you know, uh, and she didn't have anything. And he asked her, what do you have in your hands? Mm-hmm. And so I asked the Lord, I said, what do I have in my hands? What do I have that I can do this? You know, mm-hmm. because I did not have enough material. I was blessed. And I believe the Lord I know the Lord did that, too, because I was the only one that was ever allowed to, out of the 300 volunteers, in the prison to, to record. But they were recorded on a just an inexpensive cassette tape 
player, and uh, so they were really wasn't that very good. But I had lots and lots of them, and um, so I asked the Lord, "What did I have that I use, mm-hmm. you know, in the ministry to bless more people and you know be a blessing?" And so He brought that to my attention, and so then I prayed and asked the Lord if He would bring someone across my path that could help me use what He had already given me, and. So my husband introduced me to someone, and I took my some of my cassettes over, and I asked him if there was any way that he could clean any of these up, that we could use them on the radio, and he said he thought he could. And so we began the first year, I, it was in my studio, uh, I was writing new messages, and then we would add a new message and then uh, one of the cassettes with that to make a set. And so we did all the recording in the studio without anybody, which was really extremely hard for me because all the ministering I had ever done was done with people and right. also just make some notes. But the Lord impressed upon me. He wanted me to write it all down, take all notes. And, of course, now I know why he wanted me to do that, but it was extremely hard for me. And so we recorded for a year, and then we started on the radio because I've been contacted uh, by WKGM, which is no longer in Smithfield. And so we went on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and uh, for a few, about a month or so, and then I uh, was listening to the radio one day, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, well, you know, you can do this twice a day. And, and I said, Lord, I, I only have enough to do what I'm doing once a day. And I was listening, actually listening to David, Dr. Jeremiah, when he spoke this to me. And then he said, well, I could use the same ones in the afternoon that I'm using in the morning, you know, because you got different people listening. That's right. And so I, I talked to him there, and they agreed. And um, pretty soon I had enough. We started on the radio in April of 2011. And uh, pretty soon I was getting, uh, we were cleaning up seat cassettes. I was making new messages. And like I said, a year later, we went on the radio. And the second station I was on, the Lord blessed me with um, meeting Greg Roth uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Oasis radio station. I went and met with him. And as a matter of fact, we're still working with Greg Roth because I video um, interview him on my um, video programs that we're uh, videotaping for Pakistan and Integrity TV and Vision TV here in the States. Well, I mentioned that you're now on over 260 radio stations, and I know that your listeners know that you will pray with them and for them, so they write or they call with a variety of prayer requests. And in your book, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help, you explain how to pray for a variety of things, and one of those things is money. And I found it interesting, Pastor Joanne, that 75% of the emails and phone calls that you receive there at Speak the Word Ministries are for finances. Did that that surprise you that three-fourths of prayer requests that you receive are for finances? Well, in a way, uh, Brother Warren, it really does because the Lord says that everything we need we already have and that He is our source. And I've always called on the Lord as being my source, and the Lord has always blessed me and everything that the enemy took from me back in um, 2002 when He took my husband and my home and everything I had. Uh, I, I just kept on ministering. I went right back in two weeks, started ministering double what I normally do and just trusting the Lord. And not to say I didn't have a lot of trials along the way, 
But I, I believe God. As a matter of fact, I've got a new book coming out pretty soon called I Believe God. I, I, I do believe God, um, and I think one of the things, and I don't know if we have time to get into that or not, but one of the things I believe that why people are suffering in their finances or in their health is because they're not applying God's Word to their circumstances and situations. I think that you have to, the Bible says to call those things that be not as though they are, and to speak, just like God spoke everything in existence. He created us in His image, and so He wants us to speak, too. And He tells us that in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. I really believe that the answer is right under their nose. Well, it's, if... It's, it's, I believe what they don't understand, Brother Warren, is that when they speak poverty, they speak lack. It draws poverty to them like a magnet. And when they speak sickness, it draws that like a magnet. But when they speak God's Word, uh, regardless of if they only had a dollar in their pocket, if they would just begin to speak what God says about their prosperity, eventually their ship would turn around and they would find that they had it. And the same way with health, it all works the same way. You alluded to it, but one of your famous quotes, Pastor Joanne, is everything you want to be and need is right under your nose. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm still learning that myself. I, he's been telling me this for 20-some years, and I'm still practicing every day because that's something that you never Amen. learn completely. It's something you—because the enemy is always tempting you, so you have to practice it every day. <laughs> well— one of the great things about your book, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help, is that there are specific prayers that you have written for us, your readers, to pray aloud. And if 75% of the prayer requests that you receive are for finances, I can only suspect that maybe 75% of those listening today could use some help in the area of finances from the Lord. So if you would read this prayer, and we will pray along with you silently as you read this prayer for finances. Okay, that sounds good. If it's okay with you, um, I'll just pray it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Father, I thank you that you supply all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you, God, that you are aware of my supply, and I have more than enough to pay my bills on time and more than enough left over for a blessing for others. No matter how big the mountains a debt is, it's not bigger than my God. I speak to all of my debt, and I command it to be paid. I command the debt to be paid. Debt, I'm speaking to you, and I'm telling you to be paid in full in the name of Jesus. Debts be reduced and be eliminated. I call each one of my bills to be paid on time, paid in full in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that I don't have to figure out where the money is coming from, because that's your concern. I have released my faith. Now I shall receive my provision. I thank you, Lord, that if my income is not enough to cover all my expenses, then you will make up the difference. God, I thank you that you are my provider, my deliverer, and my strong tower. I thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit gave me and taught me wisdom and favor to navigate my way through this adversity. Jesus will never leave me nor abandon me. I will trust in the Lord and trust in his word. I will patiently wait and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Well, that is a prayer from the book, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help, by today's very special guest, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. And this book is available on Pastor Joe's website, PastorJoeRamsey.com. That's Pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R, Joe, J-O, Ramsey, R-A-M-S-A-Y, Dot com, or you can just Google Pastor Joanne Ramsey and that will pull up. But there's also a toll-free number to reach today's guest and order the book, 1-855-505-2297. That's 1-855-505-2297. And I want to go ahead and repeat that Pastor Joe is heard on our affiliate in Hampton Roads, Virginia, WYCS 91.5 FM each weekday at 11.15 a.m. So, Pastor Joe, do you listen to your own program on WYCS? I do. Excellent. (laughs) I don't listen to it every day, but there's uh, several I listen to, and Oasis, of course, is one of them, and usually I'm in my office by then, and some of them I just uh, listen. As a matter of fact, when I'm teaching the Word and preaching, uh, the word uh, the Lord gives me notes, but when I'm preaching, He speaks even more through me. So I'm not sure exactly what I preach and say sometimes. So I get blessed sometimes myself just listening to it. <laughs> Amen. Well, when we come back from the break, we're going to dive back into your book a few more minutes here. It's called God. Are you listening? I need help. And uh, David Warren here believes that most people listening to this program would agree that God listens to us. But some are wondering why he's not answering. When we come back, I'm going to ask Pastor Joe what might be hindering or delaying our prayers from being answered. Back after this. On today's program, Pastor Joanne Ramsey is with us, and she is heard on our WYCS station in Hampton Roads, Virginia, 91.5 FM. And again, that time each Monday through Friday is 1115 AM. So if you're in Virginia, make sure you listen in. And uh, for the rest of our listeners, I know, Pastor Joe, you're on YouTube, so people can check you out on YouTube, or they can actually hear your radio program on your website, PastorJoeRamsey.com. Yes, they can. All right. So in the fact that I am the program director and I indirectly manage our different affiliate stations across America, I do it with a team here at Network, I am in contact with our local representative there on a regular basis, and you've met her before. Her name is Gail Faring, Pastor Joe. You know Gail. And I contacted Gail, who listens to you every weekday there in Virginia, or here in Virginia, if that's where you're listening today. And I said, Gail, could you share some things about what you've gleaned from listening to Pastor Joe on the radio? Because it's going to help me in my research before I do today's interview. So here's what she said. I'm going to read the email from Gail. It says, David, I have several things I want to tell you about knowing Pastor Joanne Ramsey. First, she is a great encourager and very generous with her time and resources. I have received many CDs and booklets from her through the years. She has been doing this for many years from when she was involved in a prison ministry. She provided things to the inmates that they needed but did not have the means to purchase them. Frequently, she reads prayer requests on the air that come to her ministry. She prays for the person by name and their particular need and always encourages them that brighter days are coming. Then Gail says, I admire the way that 
Pastor Joe is very candid regarding situations that have occurred in her life. She reveals how the Lord has answered prayers in her life and times when she missed it. Especially, there was a time in her life when she was believing the Lord for an answer to her prayer. I hope I have the details correct, but you can confirm it with her. As the story goes, Pastor Joe was believing the Lord to answer a particular need. The Lord spoke to her that there were three things he wanted her to do. She did just two of the three things. Only when she decided to do all three did she receive an answer to her prayer. Pastor Joe realized that she could have received an answer to her prayer so much sooner if she had been obedient to what the Lord was speaking to her to do. And that's from Gail. And boy, can we all relate with that, Pastor Joe, even those of us that have been in ministry for decades. So do you mind telling us that story about God had told you three things to do and you'd only done two and you were wondering why your prayer had not been answered? Because I think that's going to be very good information for those who have prayed about something and are wondering why that prayer seemingly to them has not been answered. Okay. I, I would love to, uh, Brother Warren. I, I think, uh, as I was saying, when we moved from Brookville, Virginia to North Carolina, I knew that the Lord was calling me into the ministry, and I knew it was one of three things, as I said earlier, either in, um, in the hospital, the nursing home, or uh, the jail. And I never, of course, never thought it would be the jail. Um, I did not know which way to go. I really did not. I had been praying about it. And so my, my brother-in-law had a sister-in-law that owned a nursing home. And so I talked to him, and he said he would take me out and introduce me. So he took me out and introduced me to his sister-in-law. And he was going. To, we were going to set up a time when I could come out on Sunday and minister um, to the patients there. But... Uh, and, and uh, we set it up, but before I ever had a chance to set it up, the Lord told me that it was the jail he wanted me to go to. And I really feel like, Brother Warren, that it was a step of faith. You know, sometimes we pray for things, and uh, it's like the book of James says, you know, uh, faith without action is dead. And, and so a lot of times we're praying for things, but we're not putting any action with our faith. To receive it, and I believe that the Lord is waiting for us to take that first step of faith. And I've always tried to do that. I'm not perfect in it, but I, I strive to do that. But I, I just, um, uh, when I stepped out and he told me it was the jail, I, like I said, I really feel like that he was um, waiting on me to take that first step in one direction or the other, even though I did not know at the time which direction. And so once I stepped out and made in, in one direction, then the Lord put me on the right trail, and that I did for 11 years and um, before uh, coming to Virginia Beach and starting Speak the Word Ministries. So it's just been an awesome ride with a lot of ups and downs and trials, as most people have, but I also believe that the Lord will tell us things to do, and sometimes people think when the Lord tells us something to do or calls us or gives us an assignment, that everything is supposed to go smoothly. Well, that is not true. <laughs> you know, we all know that we live in a world that, you know, Satan's in, and mm-hmm. when the Lord gives us something, um, he's going to do everything he can to prevent it. And so we have to keep moving forward and trust God that, you know, God knows what he's doing. And if he said, I know uh, the Lord spoke to me about that, and I knew that's the way he wanted me to go. So when he told me to go to the jail, that's what I did. I went to the jail. 
And it wasn't easy, my first assignment. Um, I mean, I was a girl of living on, you know, high end, uh, you know, driving around and this and that and the other and mm-hmm. limousines and doing my business. And here the Lord has got me, humbled me in the jail, 40 men cell. I would go in with a bottle of water and I'd always take a couple of Bibles. I'd always order the Bibles by the case so I could take some Bibles in with me. Of course, I bought them clothes or whatever they needed when they got out. But uh, I would go into jail in the mor- on, the, on the mornings, and um, sometimes, you know, they had these tables in the center and the men on each side, you know, and it was kind of a big cell, and they had the tables where they ate, and I'd carry a bottle of water and some paper towels because sometimes the guys knew I was coming, you know, they would clean off the table, but if not, I'd have to get the surfy table off in a place to put my Bible down, okay. and I would begin teaching the Word, and I ran into a lot of obstacles there because one of the ladies there didn't like me very much that worked there, and so she always gave me a really hard time, and sometimes I would have to hold back the tears while I was walking down the hallway to get to the men's cell or the ladies' cell and try to pull myself together so when I got into the cell, I could minister the Word, and and I would did after I would start ministering, the Holy Spirit would take over, and that was you know everything would go. And then when I get back out to my car, you know I just pray for her, you know. And I did that for several years before she ended up getting fired. Now I could have talked to my husband since he was the county manager, but I really felt like it was between me and the Lord, and um, that so I just kept praying for her and. I didn't say anything to my husband about it until somebody else did several years later, and she did get fired, but it wasn't because of me. Uh, I really feel like sometimes the Lord uh, wants us to go, we go through certain things because it's a way of growth. You know, we have to grow and, and build a foundation, and I think that ministry was building a foundation for other things that he has in store for me. Well, speaking of growth, uh, a lot of growth happens when we have prayed for something and we're waiting for the answer to that prayer, and uh, we can either get into doubt or stay in faith. Um, the name of your book is, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. So the mere fact you ask it as a question means that we need to address what may be more than just praying in order to receive the answer. Chapter 10 of your book is called Hindrances to Our Prayers. And so you told your own story about finally saying yes to that third of the three things that God asked you to do, and then that broke open uh, the future, really, for you, that now you're on over 260 radio stations ministering the Word daily. But, you know, I think about a prayer that I've prayed that I'm still waiting on the answer for, and so I'm all ears as you talk about hindrances to our prayers. Is there something more we should do than just pray? Well, there are a couple of topics I can give a few words on each. For lack of time, we don't have time to read the whole book. But as you said, they can go over to my website and order the book, and they can get it all <laughs> in detail. Uh, one is people. I think that people may hinder your prayers. Um, I do know that it says I had written that God answers your prayers as soon as you ask, but the Lord works through people to get the answer. God speaks to people, but not everybody that he speaks to always listens. So I want you to think about that, and that's, that's, uh, that is because a lot of people don't understand, Brother Warren, that God speaks, He works through people here on earth, 
and he might you're you're praying for uh something and the Lord is the moment that you pray, if you pray in faith, God heard you and he's answering you. But he may have to speak to many people before he gets one to be obedient to do as they're told to do. You know, that I know people that we've helped and maybe the Lord spoke to several people to help this lady in particular and nobody would listen and then they sent me an email and the Lord put it on my heart to help her and to show her that God does answer prayers, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have to understand that it's not God that's holding it up. It's just that he's still working, so don't get impatient and don't get discouraged. And another one, I think self-doubt hinders prayers. Um, I had written that everything I'm doing in my life today was just a seed at one time. There was a time when I was sitting in a small town on my couch by myself ministering at the jail, and the Lord um, was giving me uh, things, you know, and I wrote them down. And that's another thing, Mr. Warren, I think if people, when they're praying, if they write that prayer down and back it up with a scripture, and you don't have to continue to ask God over and over for that same thing, but you really uh, need to continue to thank him for the answer, even though you don't have it. And he showed me and um, confessed them, but they, they seemed about, as far as the time I was confessing them, they seemed as far-fetched as it gets. Mm-hmm. And I had written, who would have ever thought that he would tell me that I'm going to write books, that I'm going to be on the radio, and I don't even know how to record. I don't even have a recorder, and I sure don't know how to write. And I could have wallowed in self-doubt, but I chose to believe God, you know. And and so there's other ways. Uh, negative news can hinder our prayers. Um I think sometimes being around people that speak negative over you when you're believing the Lord for something, sometimes I think it's good just to keep things to yourself, and it's not always good to share it with everybody. However, I do think it's good sometimes if you have a person or a couple that you know that you can trust, and you know that they're prayer warriors, and they'll keep it to themselves, Mm -hmm. and um, just pray with you and pray the prayer of agreement. Uh, the Bible says, you know, where two or more come together in my name, there he is also. And and also when two people come together just praying about anything and agreeing upon it, I'll do it. And uh, so sometimes, you know, you have to get somebody or need to get somebody to come into agreement with you. And I think I'd written it even before he made the world. It says God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy without falling his eyes. Praise God. And here's a verse that um, it gives us good news to believe. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. We're one with Him, and what belongs to Him belongs to us. Amen. Well, for time's sake, I want to uh, wrap up this particular chapter from God are you listening I need help and again this chapter is called hindrances to our prayers you give us a prayer regarding overcoming these hindrances and I thought I would read this one and then we'll just talk for a few more minutes here pastor Joe so everybody can pray this along with me that's believing for something they've already prayed and they're waiting for the answer to manifest Father, I thank you that you are still the God that performs miracles every day, and you are not the one keeping your blessings from me. Father, I welcome your conviction in my life. Show me any area where I am in self-doubt or wandering away from the path you've chosen for me. I ask you to bless my spouse, my parents, my children, and my extended family members. 
Help me to love them and honor them as you love me. Alert me when the devil is trespassing in my life. I love that line. I'm going to say that again in this prayer. Alert me when the devil is trespassing in my life. I pray for the grace to always humble myself, Lord, before your mighty hand and your mighty power. And I pray that I will not allow my pride to keep me from receiving the blessings that you have for me. For your word says, Lord, that it gives you good pleasure to do good things for your children, and that I cannot even imagine or even ask for all the things that you have stored up for those that love you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. And Pastor Joe, I heard you. I, I, I'm getting an amen from Pastor Joe. Two or three are in agreement on that prayer. Um, I heard you say on YouTube the other day uh, when what to do between praying to God and the praise report that we will ultimately give. You gave one word and said it three times water, water, water. What does that mean? Uh, water, water, water. <laughs> Praise, praise, praise. So we want to continue to water our prayer by continuing to uh, to hit, you know, uh, praise him for it and thank him for it and bring up as many scriptures as we can that we can think of to uh, praise God for what he's doing. And as a matter of fact, I just write it down in my iPad on my notes or a pad or something and just I write the prayer out a lot of times. And then, um, as a matter of fact, I wrote one out for my daughter not long ago and I wrote it out, and within two weeks it was answered, and so then down at the bottom I just praised God, and I was praising before that, but then I was just praising Him for answering the prayer and blessing my daughter. So water, water, yeah. water means praise, praise, praise. Right, 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 right. And I think another thing, uh, I forgot time, is that I like to go over to my website. Um, I listed a few things um uh, they can do if they get to my website. Um, they can sign up for a minute in the Word of, uh, with Pastor Joe that comes as uh, a web uh, newsletter that comes out. Uh, listen to my daily radio program that's there. Um, visit my store for books or whatever uh, that they're doing. Um, they can always find that on my website. And also, I would like to say, Brother Warren, that we answer the phone. We're here for you. I'm here for you. We get tons of emails and phone calls every day. And uh, I don't know of any that really gets unanswered. Amen. And most of the time in person. I mean, you know, call you know, on the phone. Amen. Well, is it the same toll-free number where they can order the book? This is true. It's the toll-free number, okay. 855-505-2297. Okay. So I'm going to repeat that number plus the website. Before I do, I want to mention the name of the book we have discussed today by Pastor Joanne Ramsey. God, are you listening? I need help. This is available as well as prayer when you go to the website, PastorJoeRamsey.com, P-A-S-T-O-R-J-O-R-A-M-S-A-Y.com, PastorJoeRamsey.com, or by calling the toll-free number 1-855-505-2297. That's 1-855-505-2297. Nine seven. I mentioned that Pastor Joanne is also on YouTube, so you can check her out there. And then one thing I want to add about the website, PastorJoeRamsey.com, is that there are topical prayers right there for whatever need that you might have that you need prayer for. So you can either call or go online and then pull up that prayer and pray to God a word-based prayer. 
Pastor Joanne Ramsey has been with us today. She is the founder and head of Speak the Word Ministries. Again, she is on our Virginia affiliate in Hampton Roads on WYCS 91.5 FM each weekday at 11.15 a.m. Pastor Joe, it has been such a delight to have you on the program and get to meet you at least this way before I hopefully will get to meet you in person one day. And uh, as we close, I would like for you to speak the word over those listening today. Okay. Father God, I just thank you so much. I thank you for those that are tuned in to hear this message today, to hear this program, Oasis Roadshow, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I don't believe it's by accident that you're listening to this program today. And Father, I pray blessings over each and every one of those that are listening. And I pray that the Lord spoke something through Brother Warren or either myself that will make a change in your life, that will give you more hope and uh encourage you more in your prayer life with the Lord and your relationship with Him. So, Father God, I just thank you for all that you have done and all that you're going to do. And, Father, one thing I feel like I need to do is, Father, in the name of Jesus, those that are out there that's in fear right now, I sense it in my spirit. So, Father, right now, those that are in fear right now, I take authority over that spirit of fear. And, Satan, I break your authority over them and command you to remove from them right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, Thank you for all of those that are listening, Lord, and just I pray, Lord, um, that you'll continue to bless them and keep them. Amen. That's Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Again, a big thank you to her for being our guest today, and thank you, listening family, for tuning in. I don't think it was by chance that you happened to turn on your radio today. My name is David Warren. I've been your host, and it's been another great roadshow.